understand it's essentially the same unappreciative crowd full of scumbags from last night. Hey wrestling fans, it's Sean from the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode, episode number 61. I'm flying solo this week, but that doesn't mean we don't have things to cover. Be sure to subscribe and share with your friends, whether they're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or Google, or any of the other 14 outlets that we're available on. Plus, you can find us on our Facebook page and Email me anytime at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. We also have episode number two of the production line from the Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory available now for you to watch, both on our Facebook page and on our YouTube channel. On this week's episode, we're going to dive into the news that's happening around Smash Wrestling along with their upcoming calendar. We're going to go back to school and check out the Tyson Dukes Russell Factory and visit Jim Strider and see how he's been up to for the last while since he was last on our show. Then we'll take a look at the upcoming events for AEW and Impact Wrestling. And finally, we'll wrap up the show with our predictions for tomorrow night's Stomping Grounds presented by WWE. We'll be right back after these very short messages. Are you looking to get into the wrestling business? Well, look no further than the Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory, located right here in London, Ontario. It's Tyson has over 20 years of experience in the wrestling world, and he's even been brought down to the WWE Performance Center to be a guest trainer. We've already seen the likes of Jordan James, Kyle Boone, Violet Lee, Jim Strider, Pharaoh Bowman, Chris Mitchells, and many more. Plus, the new generation that are coming from the second group, such as Josh Pine, Shiloh, Nova, Frankie War, and many more. You don't want to miss your opportunity to learn from one of the best in Ontario, if not all of Canada, or the world, in Tyson Dukes. So that's the Tyson Dukes Rust Factory. It's open Monday, Wednesday, and Thursdays, and located at 309 Exeter Road here in London.
My name is The Muscle, Smash Wrestling's hottest free agent. I toss bodies and wheel hotties, and you're listening to the Scumbags of Wrestling podcast. And we're back. Let's take a look at everything going on with Smash Wrestling as far as we know. When I was going to record this the other day, things were all simple until I got home and checked out my Facebook page and saw there was a lot of different uh, things going on with Smash. Unfortunately, last week we found out that Derek Wilde was not going to be able to be part of this show here in London on July 7th. Now, this week, we're finding out that Sean Spears has had to pull out of the shows on July 6th and 7th. In his place will be Orange Cassidy, and the shows are now entitled Orange is the New Smash Night 1 and Night 2. The other big news that came out of the wrestling scene for the indie circuit is the fact that Kevin Blackwood is going to be returning, as we've noted, on July 12th. However, he just signed a deal to appear with Destiny Wrestling, which means for the foreseeable future, we will not be seeing him on any Smash Wrestling cards. For whatever behind-the-scenes reasons, there seems to be a fact that Destiny and Smash kind of are like oil and water and do not gel well together and definitely have a very competitive spirit against each other, unlike all the other independent organizations within Ontario. With that said, people will notice that Destiny superstars and Smash superstars are rarely allowed on the other uh, brand's cards. What I do know is this is dated back for quite some time, as last year when I went to the Northern Tournament, Destiny Wrestling actually put on a show opposite Smash in the exact same day, in the evening, which made fans have to decide whether they're going to go to Smash or Destiny. And in a non-film for TV spot, John Greed actually addressed it and had quite the impassioned speech for the fans. And yeah, it definitely shows a sign that there's some issues between the two organizations. And I find that sad for the fact that we won't be able to see somebody like Kevin Blackwood back here in London in the foreseeable future. What that means for the future of the other Buffalo Brothers, such as Anthony Gaines, Kevin Bennett, Puff, and Daniel Garcia, is yet to be seen. Speaking of Daniel Garcia, he actually made his in-ring return since the tragic accident in January, and he was in Ottawa just last night taking on Stu Grayson. The few clips I have seen courtesy of Pepper Parks and other posts looks like Garcia has not lost a step even though he's been on the shelf for almost six months. So it's great news to see that the Buffalo Brothers are all healed and ready to compete again. Whether we see them in a smash ring or anywhere else in Ontario, be sure to continue the support of these guys because... They're definitely the bright future of the wrestling world. Now let's look at the upcoming calendar for Smash Wrestling. We start off, as I said, on July 6th at the Franklin Horror Community Center for Orange is the New Smash 
Night number one. With Spears out, Orange Cassidy is in. Unfortunately, Sean Spears has informed Smash Wrestling that he'll no longer be able to commit to the two dates in July on the 6th and 7th for Toronto and London. Despite events uh, being weeks away, Smash was able to lock down someone that the fans have been wanting to see for a much-anticipated Smash Wrestling debut. The viral sensation Orange Cassidy has been one of the brightest stars in 2019, and they're Smash is excited to announce that he's going to be taking on Psycho Mike Rollins at the Toronto show. Also taking place on the first night of Orange is the New Smash is the semifinals of the Smash Wrestling Tag Team Invitational Tournament. It's now down to six teams from the six different companies that were involved. TDT representing FLQ, will take on the Philly Marino experience, representing Wild Zero. Super Reversos, representing PWA, will take on Killscreen, representing Smash Wrestling. And the Renegades, representing Innovative Wrestling, will take on the Untouchables, representing UCW. The winners of these three matches will actually come down to London the next night on July 7th to determine the winners of the Smash Wrestling Tag Team Invitational Tournament and receive a title shot in near future against the Smash Wrestling Tag Team Champions Halal Beefcake. Also happening on the first night of Orange's New Smash will be The Muscle challenging the new Smash Wrestling Champion Kevin Bennett to a championship match as they go one-on-one Battle takes place at the Franklin Horry Community Center on July 6th, with doors opening at 6 p.m. and first bell at 7. Then, the next night, July 7th, Orange is the New Smash Night Number 2 from the London Music Hall right here in London, Ontario, with doors opening at 4 and the first bell at 5. As just mentioned, the three winners from the Tag Team Invitational Tournament matches will all face off against each other to determine the winners. It's assumed that they will face off against Halal Beefcake at Super Showdown 7. Other matches scheduled to happen include Alec Realm and Jordan James of the Factory debuting as The Revolt, and they will take on Maritime's Most Wanted, Little Blay, Cody Blade, and Dylan Davis. Kyle Boone has just been added to the big gauntlet match as well. This shakeup has offered another opportunity, and Boone's jumped out the chance. The rest of the gauntlet features The Muscle, Violet Lee, Jim Strider, Jody Threat, Chris Mitchells, Farrell Bowman, and Marcus Burke. Plus, Orange Cassidy will face off against. London's own Cody Deaner. We'll still have to wait and see what happens with the Smash Wrestling Championship match as it was originally scheduled to have Psycho Mike and Cody Blade challenging Kevin Bennett in a triple threat match. Then on July 13th, Smash Wrestling returns to the Ken Houston Memorial Agricultural Center in Dresden, Ontario. Last year, the Scumbags Wrestling represented really well and had 
VIP seating, and we still have some VIP tickets available for this show, please contact me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com or on our Facebook page if you're interested in being a part of it. This is a charity event helping to support the Dresden Junior Kings, and already the main event has been announced, and it's going to be huge. It's a massive six-man tag team main event with Tarek, Tyson Dukes, and Brent Banks of the Pillars taking on Kevin Bennett and Halal Beefcake as the Pillars look for revenge against the Kevin Bennett experience. Then, on July 21st, New Kids on the Block, Smash Wrestling returns to the Tannery Event Center in Kitchener, Ontario, and they're bringing the TV cameras again for their taping for the Fight Network. The last time Smash was at the Tannery, the roof was nearly blown off with how loud and rowdy the fans were. They're setting up a huge card, and you won't want to miss it, because Opportunity knocks as Aiden Rain returns to Kitchener to take on the debuting heavyweight Jake Jones. The newly formed duo of Violet Lee and The Muscle, now known as Physical Attraction, thanks to the continued accidental advice from Scott Hunter, take on a pair of ruthless ass-kickers in Jody Threat and Sebastian Suave. The unhinged mind of Psycho Mike Rollins is said to take on PWA star Joey Allen in what is sure to be a hard-hitting contest. Up the list of announced matches with another new face on the scene, Corey Stone will take on Brent Banks. It all happens July 21st at Kitchener in the Taste of the Tannery Event Center. Then, just one week later, on July 28th, Smash Wrestling makes its debut in St. Thomas at the Joe Thornton Community Center. In the coming weeks, there'll be more information revealing what the card will be for the St. Thomas show. Continuing on with the rest of the Smash Wrestling calendar for the month of August, which is going to be huge since it's also SummerSlam weekend and Smash Wrestling is not going to be left out of the whole thing. And they're bringing in some of their friends from around the globe. On August 7th, OWE Oriental Wrestling Entertainment will be at the Midtown Event Theater in Toronto. Doors open at 4 p.m. with the matches starting at 5. OWE brings their unique and exciting Kung Fu Pro Wrestling to Toronto in their first event outside of China. You do not want to miss this incredible opportunity to see OWE live. Some of the OWE stars that you will see on both August 7th and 10th shows include Rekka, Sky, Gia Hawks, Lindemann, T-Hawk, and Seema. Then, at 8pm on August 7th, still at the Midtown Event Theater, Smash Wrestling takes on Progress Wrestling. Some of the stars coming in from Progress include Jordan Grace, the tag team of Aussie Open, Trent Seven, and Valter. On August 8th, WXW presents Ambition 11, 4 p.m. at the Midtown Event Theater in Toronto. 
It's hosted by Smash Wrestling, and you'll see Walter, Timothy Thatcher, Speedball Mike Bailey, Alexander James, Daniel Maccabee, and Bobby Guns in their first ever ambition in Canada. WXW is a shoot-style wrestling from Europe. It's this annual ambition event coming for the first time to North America. Then at 8 p.m. on August 8th, still at the Midtown Event Theater in Toronto, Progress Wrestling has their own separate show. On August 9th, WXW, Westside Extreme Wrestling, will have a show at 4 p.m. at the Midtown Event Theater. That same evening, August 9th, it is Smash Wrestling presenting Super Showdown 7. We already know that Speedball Mike Bailey, after winning the Northern Tournament just a couple weeks ago, will face off against the new Smash Wrestling champion, Kevin Bennett. Plus, we did see Tyson Dukes compliment and also challenge Jason Kincaid to a match that will happen at Super Showdown 7. Plus, Anthony Kingdom James has demanded to see more aggression and violent side of Sebastian Suave. Meanwhile, Rosemary has been looking to avenge her loss she took two years ago and drove her out of Smash Wrestling for a while. Both have an appetite for destruction, so what better stage than Super Showdown 7 as Sebastian Suave takes on Rosemary. Also, in a rematch from the Canusa Classic main event, Lufisto will take on Jordan Grace. Other stars scheduled to appear include Scotty O'Shea and Brent Banks. I'm sure more details of the Super Showdown card will be developed in the coming weeks during the July 6th and 7th cards in Toronto and London. In the morning of August 10th, the Summit, a women's pro wrestling-only event, will happen at the Midtown Theatre. It brings together Smash Wrestling, Rise, Femme Fatales, and Shimmer. There'll be a special meet-and-greet and clinic being put on by W legend Bull Nakano. For people with meet-and-greet tickets, there'll be an exclusive match just for them, featuring Jody Threat and Mary Lee Rose taking on Alexia Nicole and Maeve O'Farrell. Six other matches have been announced for the Summit, including Shotzi Blackheart taking on Delilah Doom, Cheerleader Melissa versus Allison Kay versus Lufisto versus Priscilla Kelly in a four-way match. Zoe Lucas defends the Rise Championship against Ariel Monroe. Mercedes Martinez defends her Femme Fatales Championship against Jordan Grace. Nicole Savoy defends her Shimmer Championship against Nicole Matthews. And the first ever Smash Wrestling Women's Championship will be crowned between Casey Spinelli and Rosemary. That's the Summit, an all-women's pro wrestling collaboration happening August 10th at 9 a.m. at the Midtown Event Theater. All the events wrapping up SummerSlam weekend conclude with August 10th at 3 p.m. 
with Oriental Wrestling Entertainment at the Midtown Event Theater. There's no rest for the weary, as on August 18th, Proving Grounds happens in Burlington, Ontario. It goes down at 4 p.m. at the Austrian Continental Club. Scheduled to appear include heavyweight Jake Jones, Anthony Gaines, Kevin Bennett, Tyson Dukes, Tarek, and Brent Banks. And wrapping up the calendar for Smash Wrestling, it's going to be August 24th. Born to be Wild, Smash Wrestling TV taping at the London Music Hall. Scheduled to appear is Gail Kim, who has been pegged as being a special guest referee for a match yet to be announced. Tickets for all these events can be obtained by going to Smash Wrestling's website at smash-wrestling.com. Plus, you can continue getting more updated information on either their page on Facebook, our page, The Scumbags Wrestling, on Facebook, or right here, weekly, on the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. We'll be right back after this short message as we go back to school to the Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory and meet up with Jim Strider. And Scumbags Wrestling Podcast, we are back at the Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory, and right now I'm sitting with Jim Strider. How you doing, Jim? I'm good, thank you. So it's been about a year since we uh, talked and a lot of things have gone on. Where else have you worked other than Smash Wrestling? Uh, other than the Smash Wrestling, um, I've been working Barry Wrestling, um, Border Town Pro Wrestling in Fort Erie. I've been up to C4, which is great. Um, hoping to get back there more often uh, next season. She's um, where else have I been? I don't know, little, little, little places here and there. We just did a show over in Wingham. A little, little company kind of starting up there and just kind of yeah mostly around the smash getting to the newer territories yeah awesome uh so who all have you been working with that's um rememberable um jason kinjik i worked with uh in the northern tournament um that was really fun because he's got such a unique offensive style that it's it's something different and, and fun to really work with um uh, memorable match actually i worked against uh Alec Realm, also from the Wrestling Factory on a Smash card, and I thought we, we really had a, a good showing for that match. So that was just like last month, uh, week before the Northern Tournament, right? Yeah, that was. That was a match right before, and I thought that was pretty pretty good. We did, did a good job. Yeah, I know a lot of people were impressed with that. Uh, you also have, I guess, a uh, feud with your uh, trainer, Tyson, along with the rest of the first uh, graduates down in... Uh, Portertown, how's that going? Yeah. Uh, it's good. We, yeah, so we've got a feud going on right now with the Pillars. Um, Brent Banks, Tarek, Suave, and Dukes. Um, it's going well. It's, it's great because um, you get to work with the best guys around. So it's like pretty much the best education you can get. But yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely an exciting challenge. And I uh, yeah, see that you guys get to basically work heel uh, mm -hmm. as opposed to on Smash. You guys are uh, working as faces most of the time. Yeah, it's definitely um, good to practice both. Um, I personally prefer working heel just because you get to have more fun. <laughs> I think especially with the, the crowd there, it's, they're a good audience in, in uh, Fort Erie, so you can really uh, do some fun things and, and get some good heat down there with them. Yeah, very cool. Uh, so of the uh, new group that's uh, yet to debut on Smash or any other uh, indie show in front of a live audience, who's impressing you the most? 
Um, we've got a, quite a good crop of guys coming up. Um, Tyson's son, Ethan's training with us now. He's just got it. He's a natural. Um, Frankie Wars, another guy who's training. He's going to be making his debut shortly in Dresden. He's uh, coming along quite nicely. Uh, we've got a lot of guys here. Um, young guy named Brett, who's just started training. He's only a couple months in, and he's probably match ready now. He's such a natural athlete. But uh, yeah, it's, there's quite a few guys I've got my eyes on who are, who are really uh, coming along nicely. Uh, Brett, he's the one that uh, last time I was here was uh, being referred to as Jordan 2.0. Yes, uh, <laughs> we have a joke here that uh, we're slowly replacing Jordan James with Brett because they're kind of similar height, similar build, uh, both very good athletes. Just uh, <laughs> Brett's uh, not as banged up as Jordan. He's fresh on the scene, so he'll get there, though. <laughs> yeah, and I believe uh, Ethan is debuting on the next uh, London card, which I believe is June, uh, July 7th. Yeah, that is uh, July 7th. The, uh, the same one Sean Spears will be on, um, and Ethan will be debuting on the pre-show on that one yeah and you also mentioned frankie war and the Dresden show on july 13th mm -hmm. so uh, a lot of exciting things coming up for the up and coming uh, group it is summertime a lot of people go on road trips do you have any road trip stories that are good enough to share with the audience or just one of those things you have to experience as a uh, wrestler being on the road uh it's just something you have to experience every car trip is different uh sometimes you're riding up with guys you've never met before just trying to save gas sometimes it's your good buddies in the car um until you've kind of driven up six seven eight hours somewhere wrestle and come straight home after it's like a 24 26 hour day it's kind of hard to explain that uh i will be driving down to the bronx new york next week with carter mason and we got to come back straight after the match because we have to wrestle in um, Fort Erie the next day, so that'll be, uh, I'm sure, quite quite the experience. Yeah, I saw Carter had posted he was looking for people to ride with, so yeah. it's cool that you're going to be part of that. Uh, so what do you have coming up other than, uh, like you said, Bronx and uh, Fort Erie? Um, coming up right now, Tyson and I are actually working on a tag team together. Uh, we're, we're kind of starting to plan uh, debuting as a, as a new tag team, so we'll definitely keep people posted with that as far as where we'll be wrestling and what our name will be, so we're just kind of in the uh, building stages of that at the moment. Okay, and uh, once again, I want to thank you for your time. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, at Real Jim Strider, and as well, uh, Twitter, uh, same, same handle, Real Jim Strider. Uh, you can follow me on both of those. Excellent. So, before we uh, do wrap this up, why don't you either cut a promo on uh, The Factory, or on uh, the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast? You want me to cut it from one either the factory or Scumbags Wrestling? Yeah. yeah. All right, let's do Scumbags Wrestling. This is Jim Strider talking to the Scumbags of Wrestling. Scumbags is such an accurate name. I have never seen a, a lower bunch of degenerates in my life. Just these, these uh, they call themselves fans. They're not fans. Sean, look at you with your little phone in my face getting an interview. Oh, you should be ashamed of yourself. Come to our factory, we're trying to get work done. You interview me, get a real job. Just kidding, I love scumbags. <laughs>Jason Dukes is currently one half of the Smash Wrestling Tag Team Champions and one of the pillars of wrestling in Ontario. He's had a very impressive career over the past two decades, and it's only natural that aspiring wrestlers would want to learn from a veteran of his caliber. Since October of 2017, Tyson opened up the Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory. 
here in London, Ontario. Students learn all aspects of wrestling. The first graduates like Jim Strider, Violet Lee, and Jordan James are making their names for themselves on the indie scene. Whether you're a student or a supporter, you can now be a part of the club and purchase your own beautiful zip-up hoodie. They're just $40 up to extra large and $45 for larger sizes. Contact Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory directly on Facebook to order yours today. Now let's take a look at the events happening throughout Ontario this upcoming weekend. On Friday, June 21st, Sabu and Super Genie are live at Big B Comics in Hamilton, presented by SKM Promotions. They'll appear at 6 p.m. Also, C4 presents Crossing the Line 12, set it all off this Friday night at St. Anthony's Banquet Hall in Ottawa. And then on Saturday, June 22nd, PWA Wrestling will appear at the Alpine Club. Bell time is 7 p.m. Then on Sunday, June 23rd, you'll have no reason to not see a wrestling show as there's plenty to be seen throughout Ontario. And we're starting off with the Taste of Italy, Destiny Wrestling in Woodbridge, Ontario, 3 p.m. at the Boyd Conservation Area. OWA ALO present Carnage in Orleans, Ontario at 4 p.m. Junction City Wrestling at 3030 Dundas Street West in Toronto at 4.30 p.m. Alpha One Wrestling presents Maximum Effort 2, June 23rd at 2 p.m. at the Polish Hall in Ottawa. Greektown 2300 featuring Sabu, Shane Douglas, and the Blue Mini will be at 6 p.m. on the Danforth in Toronto. And then the big event for this weekend, which we will be attending, is Ethan's Fight. It's a charity wrestling show happening right here in London, Ontario, at Montcalm Secondary School, 1350 Highbury Avenue. Tickets are available through Eventbrite, and as I said, it is a charity event to support Ethan Hayes. In January 2019, a cancerous mass was discovered in six-year-old Ethan's brain. He immediately had surgery at SickKids in Toronto to remove the mass and relieve swelling caused by the buildup of cerebral spinal fluid. The eight-hour surgery removed most of the mass, but some elements attached to his brainstem could not be extracted. Along with the remnants of the tumor in his brain, cancer was also present throughout Ethan's spine. Luckily, he qualified for a study which would combat cancer with a ravenous form of proton radiation treatment only available at St. Jude's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. The money raised will help alleviate financial burden that Ethan's family will be facing during Ethan's upcoming chemotherapy at SickKids in Toronto. Ethan's mother has taken a one-year leave of absence from both her jobs to care for Ethan throughout all phases of his treatment. Now let's take a look at the card scheduled for Ethan's fight. We're going to see a Rumble for Ethan, a 20-person Battle Royal. Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory student Kyle Boone takes on Jake Heavyweight Jones. Gato Rojo takes on Gabriel Ferreza, sponsored by B&K Collectibles. The Dirty Vets 
will issue an open challenge. Big Ben Ortmans takes on Brandon Tidwell. We're going to see a no disqualification tag team match featuring the King of Pain Warhead and his tag team partner Roughhouse Jeff Black taking on White Trash Circus. There'll be a women's fatal four-way match featuring Sabrina Kyle, Jesse Mack, Crystal Moon, and London's own Violet Lee. And in the main event, for the first time ever, London's own Cody Deaner takes on the King of the North, Carter Mason. You won't want to miss this show. It's Ethan's Fight. It's a charity wrestling event happening at Mockham Secondary School, Sunday, June 23rd. Doors open at 1 p.m. with bell time of 1.30. All right, it's the news that everyone's been talking about. Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea Part 2, the second wave, is getting ready to go, along with thousands of the friends of Jericho and me sailing across the ocean to have the best vacation of a lifetime. I want to tell you right now, the hottest wrestling promotion in the world today, All Elite Wrestling, will be there. That's right, some of the greatest rock and roll bands in the world, some of the funniest comedians on the planet, paranormal experiences where you'll be wondering, is this really happening? Well, the answer is yes. It is really happening, and so is Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea Part 2, Second Wave. Sign up for all the info for this all-elite vacation now at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. I want you on board Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea so we can all sail away, man! We'll see you there. Oh, yeah! It's a path to the Moving on to other wrestling news, AEW sold out. Their all-out event happening on August 31st at the Sears Center in only 15 minutes. Once again, AEW is the hottest ticket in all of wrestling. Currently, there are only two matches announced for all-out happening on August 31st, and that is the crowning of the first ever all-elite wrestling champion as Hangman Page will take on Chris Jericho since they won at Double or Nothing their Two matches being the Casino Battle Royale and Jericho beating Omega in the main event. The other match that's been announced is going to be John Moxley taking on Kenny Omega after what happened at the end of Double or Nothing when Moxley came through the crowd and attacked both Jericho and then relentlessly beat upon Omega to end the show. All Out will also be accompanied by Conrad Thompson's StarCast 3. All of Conrad Thompson's friends from the podcast world, along with other wrestling legends, will all be in attendance. Plus, StarCast 3 will be broadcast on the Fight Network like the last two have. But even before StarCast 3 and All Out, they... AEW has two other events happening that will set up more matches for All Out. The first one happens on June 29th as All Elite Wrestling presents Fighter Fest at Daytona Beach, Florida at the Ocean Center. Fighter Fest has been announced as being broadcast for free on the Bleacher Report app. If by chance you are not able to use the Bleacher Report app, you might be able to find it to purchase on the Fight TV app. 
There are currently nine matches announced for Fighter Fest, and three of them are on the pre-show. That includes Kylie Ray taking on Leva Bates in a singles match. Best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta take on SoCal Uncensored, Scorpio Sky, and Frankie Gazarian, plus Private Party. It's a three-way match with the winner advancing to All Out for an opportunity for a first-round bye in the AEW Tag Team Championship Tournament. The other pre-show match has Michael Nakazawa taking on Alex Jabaley in a hardcore match. The other matches on the card include Yuka Sakasaki taking on Rio and Nyla Rose in a three-way match. Christopher Daniels versus Sima. A four-way match featuring Adam Page, Jimmy Havoc, Jungle Boy, and MJF. John Moxley taking on Joey Janela. Cody facing off against Darby Allen and the Elite, Kenny Omega, Matt and Nick Jackson facing off against the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix, and Laredo Kid. The other event leading up to All Out is Fight for the Fallen, presented by All Elite Wrestling on July 13th in Jacksonville, Florida at Daly's Place. A portion of the event's proceeds will be donated to victims of gun violence. Currently scheduled are Cody and Dustin Rhodes taking on the Young Bucks in a tag team match, Kenny Omega versus Sima, and Brandy Rhodes taking on Ali. You can find out more behind the scenes of AEW as Stone Cold Steve Austin returned with his podcast and had Tony Khan on it, and they talked about some of the future ideas and plans for All Elite Wrestling as they come into their inaugural season of TV this October on TNT. New Japan Pro Wrestling announced the participants for this year's G1 Climax events. It all begins July 6th at the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas. The blocks have in Block A, Okada, Zack Sabre Jr., Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kota Ibushi, Evil, Sonata, Bad Luck Fail, Lance Archer, Will Ospreay, and Kenta. In Block B, it's Naito, Tomohiro Ishii, Juice Robinson, Toro Yano, Hiroki Goto, Jay White, Jeff Cobb, Shingo Takagi, Tachi, and John Moxley. I apologize if I butchered any of those names terribly. The other 18 shows for the G1 Climax will take place in Japan with the final three nights happening at Budokan Hall on August 10th, 11th, and 12th. A special note, though, due to his contract with AEW, John Moxley will actually not be able to appear on the New Japan Pro Wrestling U.S. show in Dallas, Texas. Impact Wrestling has announced that they've come to terms with the release of Scarlett Bardot, so she will now be available for other shows throughout the wrestling world. Killer Cross, on the other hand, has still not been able to get his release from Impact Wrestling. This week saw the return of to Impact Wrestling by TJP, 
and there was the continued build towards July 7th, Slammiversary 17. Due to the taping schedule of Impact Wrestling, this might contain some spoilers for some of the matches announced already for Slammiversary 17. LAX will take on the Rascals. Taya Valkyrie, Rosemary, Sue Young, and Jessica Havoc will have a four-way Monsters Ball match for the Impact Knockouts Championship. Moose will go against Rob Van Dam. Rich Swan takes on Johnny Impact for the X Division Championship, and Brian Cage will face off against Michael Elgin for the Impact World Championship. Slammiversary 17 will be happening from Dallas, Texas on July 7th and will be available on pay-per-view. Following the news that the former hottest free agent in pro wrestling, Kenny Omega, is joining AEW, London Comic Con can finally announce that the best belt machine is making his way to Southwest Ontario for London Comic Con 2019 this October. Omega will be available to meet fans, sign autographs, and host a special VIP video game tournament. More details and announcements are coming soon. Check out London Comic Con for more details. Hi, I'm the Fireball Kid, Jordan James, and this is the Scumbags of Wrestling Podcast. In your WWE news, Mike and Maria Kanellis have signed new deals to remain with WWE for at least five more years. The two had been working for Impact before coming to WWE, and then both Maria took time off for pregnancy, and Mike took time off to deal with some rehab issues. Currently, they're on the 205 Live roster. For this following the drama of the 24-7 championship, as R-Truth was trying to leave SmackDown, he was stopped by somebody dressed like Carmella, and a referee turned out to be Drake Maverick in drag, who quickly pinned Truth and took off in the referee's vehicle. During Drake Maverick's wedding, though, he was wearing the championship, and after the nuptials had completed and they were heading up the aisle, a referee stopped them, and Truth ended up rolling up Maverick for the victory right at the wedding. There had been other video on Twitter circulating with King Maxwell holding the 24-7 championship, so it was questionable whether Maxwell had ended up getting the title away from somebody that night, but that is yet to be confirmed by WWE. If it did actually happen, then that would make King Maxwell the youngest champion in wrestling history. But as it stands officially right now, R-Truth is back being you're now, I guess, six-time 24-7 champion. Dana Brooke had been injured in her match against Sarah Logan that was taped for the main event show this past weekend. The match had to be stopped due to excessive blood after Dana Brooke had been pushed into the ring post. Dana Warrior has received a lot of backlash from fans as she's posted things about Pride Month and even is wearing the Ultimate Warrior design face paint in those promos that she's put out. 
However, if you happen to know anything about Warrior's previous talking engagements before he reconciled with WWE, there was a lot of homophobic hate in them. And for Dana to be using that image has a lot of fans upset because there was no chance before he passed away that he ended up apologizing and relenting for any of his views at the time. This is Sting Bassey. You're listening to the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. And now let's wrap up this week's episode with a quick rundown of tomorrow night's Stomping Grounds presented by WWE on the WWE Network with the pre-show at 6 o'clock and the main show at 7. It comes to us from the Tacoma Dome in Washington. Unfortunately, tickets haven't sold too well for this, so it'll be interesting to see what happens on the day of the show and how full the arena is. Some of the tickets have now been selling two for one just to get people into the dome. A lot of the matches that are going to happen on the Stomping Grounds card are either rematches from Money in the Bank or the god-awful Super Showdown that happened in Saudi Arabia. They haven't announced a pre-show match yet, but there is nine matches scheduled, so one is bound to be bumped over to the pre-show. We'll start off with the SmackDown Tag Team Championships on the line as Dana Bryan and Eric Rowan defend against Heavy Machinery, Otis and Tucker. Now, there hasn't been really much going on with them. This was only put together just recently. Uh, Otis and Tucker are still kind of a comedy gimmick going on and have not been able to be taken seriously. And with that being said, I see Dana Bryan and Rowan retaining the championships. Moving on to the WD Cruiserweight Championship, Akira Tozawa and Drew Gulak had basically pinned each other, and it was decided that they will both challenge Tony Nese for the championship on Sunday. I don't know if anybody's ready to take the title off of Tony Nese, but if it is, I'm still thinking that Drew Gulak should eventually be the Cruiserweight Champion. If it's going to happen, he's the only person in this match who's not been the champion yet, and I could see Drew picking up the surprise victory and ending Tony Nese's title reign. So I'm picking Gulak to take the title. The New Day, Big E and Xavier Woods, are going to take on the team of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. This was an impromptu matchup basically thrown out of nowhere uh, this past Monday when it was announced to be happening. And so it is Big E's first uh, pay-per-view match since his injury. But I think Owens and Zayn do need the momentum going forward, regardless of what their intentions are with these two. And I see Owens and Zayn picking up the victory. Samoa Joe is going to defend the United States Championship against Ricochet. Now, for whatever reason, they quickly took the title off Samoa Joe and put it on Rey Mysterio, even though there was not a proper pin because Joe's shoulders were not down. But, of course, Joe did get cut open. But then Rey got injured, and they just gave Joe back the title since he really wasn't pinned when Rey was awarded the title. 
Makes me wonder if they want to try and take the title actually off of uh, Samoa Joe. This might be the opportunity to do so with Ricochet and prove that at least somebody from NXT call-ups is not going to be treated very worthless like some of the other recent call-ups. And I can see Ricochet taking the championship away from Samoa Joe. Roman Reigns is going to take on Drew McIntyre, and this is yet a rematch, though, from, I believe, WrestleMania. And lately, Roman has been on the short end of the stick as far as things go involving Shane McMahon. It'd only be right for him to get the victory over uh, Drew McIntyre, but then Shane needs to somehow get involved. He's not on the card uh, currently. You know he's going to be looming around, whether it's involving Baron Corbin or with uh, Drew McIntyre in particular. And that, unfortunately, could set up Roman against Shane McMahon coming up at SummerSlam, God forbid, because I'm going to be there for SummerSlam. But, uh, yeah, I see Roman Reigns getting the victory over Drew McIntyre. Becky Lynch is going to defend the Raw Women's Championship against... Lacey Evans, and she beat Lacey pretty quickly when it was at Money in the Bank. However, this one's going to go a little bit longer since Becky doesn't have to do two matches in the same night, and uh, it's still going to remain Becky with the Raw Women's Championship. Alexa Bliss is going from Raw over to SmackDown for the night uh, side of things to def- to challenge, should I say, the SmackDown Women's Championship against Bailey. Of course, Alexa is going to have uh, Nikki Cross with her, and as we've seen lately, Nikki Cross has been duped into believing that Bailey has been saying mean things about her. Meanwhile, it's actually, once again, Alexa Bliss using somebody as her shield. Uh, it's kind of confusing because at one time it looked like they were going to use... Alexa as I face when she was teaming with Nikki and Becky Lynch. And next thing you know, she's back being a heel when she went over to SmackDown and using her wild card and getting the title shot. But Nikki Cross is going to be uh, ringside. Maybe this is the opportunity that Bailey actually does win and retain her uh, championship. But it's also where they pull the trigger and have something with Alexa and Nikki fueled for uh, the raw side of things with the women's division. So I see, obviously, Bailey retaining the SmackDown Women's Championship over Alexa Bliss. That brings us to the Universal Championship match with Seth Rollins taking on Baron Corbin. There's supposed to be a guest referee chosen by Baron Corbin to be included in the match. Unfortunately, every person that has been speculated or chosen by Corbin to be the special guest referee has been taken out with a steel chair by Seth Rollins. So he's eliminating anybody who wants to side with Baron Corbin. Obviously, that's going to not be able to happen on Sunday. There's a couple speculations, whether it be Brock Lesnar uh, showing up and being the special guest referee, or even Shane McMahon, because it is Baron Corbin. Either way, I don't know if the referee is going to be of any use of 
helping out Baron Corbin to win the championship as Seth Rollins will retain the Universal title. And finally, in a steel cage match, which oddly enough was asked for by the heel because the babyface had somebody cheat for him, Dolph Ziggler is going to challenge Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship. Now, we all know that, unfortunately, Dolph Ziggler has just been used as a placeholder since people like Dan O'Brien were injured and Kevin Owens was brought in to replace Dan O'Brien, and he was even not wanting to go to Saudi Arabia either, especially since his best friend Sami Zayn couldn't go. So those three have all been bumped to the side to allow Ziggler to be a part of the whole uh, championship scene with Kofi Kingston. And yeah, like I said, he's just a placeholder. Not going to end up taking the title. Somebody else will end up beating Kingston for it. I'm not sure when that's going to happen, but I don't see Kofi exiting 2019 with that championship. It'd be a good run, but when your champion is still part of a six-man tag uh, faction with uh, Xavier and Big E and still tossing around pancakes, how can you take your champion seriously? I do like Kofi Kingston, but he needs to get more serious as the champion, and that's not happening. He will retain over Dolph Ziggler and move on to the next step, which I believe is Extreme Rules coming up uh, next month in July. So those are my picks for tomorrow night's Stomping Grounds. It happens on the WD Network, pre-show at 6 p.m., regular main event uh, show happening at 7. This is Jim Strider, live from the Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory, and you're listening to the Scumbags of Wrestling Podcast. by a bunch of loudmouth scumbags that just want attention. Hold your applause and shut your mouths. 